Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-the-box points of view. Today, we're putting our transfer hats on and coming up with three signings we'd like our individual clubs to make. Only caveat is they've got to be realistic. So, you know, no Lionel Messi buys or anyone over 25 million for Tottenham Hotspur. We'll also be getting rid of three players each as well, uh, you know, because here at the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, we care about logic and admin and speculative pointlessness. <coughs> uh, we'll start with Arsenal, then go on to Spurs, Man City and later Chelsea. So if you'd rather skip past all the mid-table drivel and get to where the action is, I won't blame you. And as always, feel free to let us know what you think afterwards on Twitter, at Edge of the Box Pod. I'm your host, Harry Brent. We're going to put our um, fantasy football, football manager brains on right now and we're going to each put ourselves into the shoes of our of the managers of our individual clubs that we support. Um, we thought we'd come up with three players that we'd bring into the squad and three players that we would sell from the squad. And the reasons for that can be multifaceted. And the reasons for that can be whatever you want. Hopefully, we're all going to explain them as we go along. Um, and I'm going to let the Arsenal fan, Mr. David Egby, go first. Well, um, yeah, so I'll start with the outs first. Um, Again, Radon. So, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, isn't there? there is, it's so if, anything, if anything, three isn't enough. <laughs> is there a certain Brazilian that you only bought in the summer? Uh, let, yeah, let me start. Harry, you're not going to like this. I mean, get rid of Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but legit, like, I'm actually getting rid of Mustafi, I think. Mustafi, yeah. He's, he improved somewhat under. Arteta, but he's still not the level that we need. And I think, yeah, he just he just needs to go. We'll, we need to sort of count our losses because we won't get anywhere near the amount that we paid for him, which was like thirty-five mil or something ridiculous. Yeah. But any any money for him <laughs> is good money. Because uh, he's he's not been he's not really he's fallen out of favour with the team. I know he had a spell where he was really just everything he touched turned to crap, basically. Yeah, um, I mean, the fans hated him. They were, I remember they were booing him at one point when yeah. he touched the ball. And I mean, like I said, under Arteta, he had somewhat of resurgence, but yeah. long term, you can't, you can't have him in there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen more than one picture of him, like 10 yards behind his defensive line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Knows, yeah, so you can't have that. <laughs> it's always, I always found it bizarre because, like, Obviously, and you may come on to him in a, in a bit, I hope you don't, but you've got like David Luiz, who's got a bit of a reputation for being quite a bit like a maverick in terms of defending or, you know, he's going to make mistakes and he's going to take chances and take risks and stuff happens. But as I say, for, for a sort of six months to a year period, Mustafi just like forgot how to play the sport. Like he just sort of <laughs> would make, would make <laughs> mistakes that fans would think, yeah, yeah. What it's like this guy? It's not like it's not like he he's just been plucked up from the youth team too early. This bloke's played for Valencia, he plays for Germany, like. And that was the weird thing because the start of his career for us, he actually did relatively well. Went yeah. relatively well. I remember um, Gary Neville was like, "Yeah, this is the defender that Arsenal have been looking for." I remember him saying that, and at the time, he, he was he was pretty spot on because he did so well. And then, like you said, after a period of time, he just forgot how to play football. Yeah. We all know how astute Gary Neville is with his yeah, uh, he's predictions and such. <laughs> but it's yeah, but 
now he's yeah, it's just time to go for him. I think he's overstayed his welcome at Arsenal and it's just time to sort of just move him on. Where's where's his contract at at the moment, do you know? Uh, As in like he's not in his last two, two, three seasons, maybe. Okay. Two years on his yeah, contract. so you can probably get you could probably get a bit of money for him. I mean, even if it's not much. Fifteen twenty. Yeah. Yeah, but but there are more. Yeah. But West Ham, I can see West Ham taking him. West Ham. He's got West Ham written all over him. <laughs> yeah. See Charlton Athletic. Um, next player I'd get rid of is Granit Xhaka. Okay. Not um, the most popular man in Arsenal at the moment. You know, I think he's got he's he's slowly rebuilding his reputation back at Arsenal. I mean, from the lowest point of his career to now, I think. The Arsenal fans don't hate him as much. I think he's what's been the difference. I think he's just gotten on with his football, and then he's been yeah, playing yeah. relatively well for Shaka's standards. Emery, Emery leaving, I think, was big. I think if Emery stayed, I, I don't. I think he'd have gone in Jan, personally. Yeah, just because, just because he obviously the fallout was with him when there was a change of management. There's almost like an excuse for a bit of a bringing in people from the cold and stuff. Um, I mean, on one hand, it's maybe credit to Arteta the fact that he somehow, with obviously um, responsibility due to Shaka as well, he somehow managed to mend the divide between Shaka and the fans. So yeah. one other manager could have just easily ostracised him and not played him. He's almost said, like, no, like, just focus on your football. And he obviously eventually apologised and he, he sort of helped with the rebuilding of the relationship between the two. I may have asked you this before, but not on this not on this podcast. How did where did you stand on the whole Xhaka situation? Like as a fan, on his his reaction was unacceptable, but justified in the context of the horrific fans that were saying like, "What that they want his daughter to die or like his family to be or some horrendous things mm. that you wouldn't wish yeah. for his enemy." So. When you when you hear that backlash, it's understandable that you lash out. But yeah, it, you just just can't you just can't unfortunately. Whether it's deemed unfair or not, you can't have that reaction on the pitch in front of your own fans. Yeah, I I mean as I say, it's I mean, hard yeah, to... how how dare he sarcastically clap them the death threats about his daughter? How yeah, dare he do that? Yeah, I, I almost, I, I, I mean, I, I fundamentally, yeah, I, I sort of, I, you feel for him in that stage. I think, though, there, there is always the case to say, you know, at the same time, you, you're, you're a professional footballer, you've got to expect abuse in whatever form it comes from, whoever it comes from, and you've got to try and stay professional. A bit like the Eric Dyer situation, where regardless of what the reason, because, you know, I think the, the rumoured reason was um, that he ran into the stands. Was, was it that someone was insulting him in front of his, like shouting abuse at him in his, next to his brother or something or something like that? Yeah, he was, he was having a Barney with Eric Dyer's little brother. And like, <laughs> like regard, even if that is like ju- justified, you have to just say like, look, mate, just not when there's all these cameras there and you're a professional yeah. footballer. Like, I mean, to be fair, every, every, every right. Spurs fan, every Spurs fan was there. In full support, very tired doing that. If I'm honest. Yes, uh, and and I, I'm not and I'm and I'm not surprised because you know it's one of those things you can you can rally behind. But again, I mean, he's he obviously got fined, and we can we can relate to it on a on a human from a sort of in a human context. We can say, yeah, I probably would have done the same. But at the same time, we can all accept that it was unprofessional. The same with Jacker. I think most of us were like. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I'd I'd react similarly if I was told that. But then again, it's like, at what level does professionalism come into it? And that, that's 
that was, I guess, the point about Xhaka. I think that because I, look, I don't think the home fans should ever boo their own players unless they're actually trying to so disrupt them. The even then, even then, I don't agree with boo because it's like you, you, you don't, you don't pay as a fan. You don't, you don't pay uh, money for a ticket to watch your team win. You pay to what to, to support your team. If you're, if yeah, you're, if regardless. you're if you're pissed off that they get beaten like nine nil, then you're nothing but a glory supporter. If you want your money back after they get beaten, like, if if it happens that the players, it's proven that the players were downing tools and they were like scoring on goals, sure, ask for your money back. But just because they lose a game and 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 it's clear that they are trying, then, then I guess that's the difference. I think I think I agree, but I think in the terms of Arsenal, I think the fan scene where we were. I said at the top with whoever it was coming top two, etc. And then seeing the below par horrendous performances by Shaka at that point as well. I think he wasn't playing his best football. So yeah, I think yeah. it was just added, maybe adding insults or injuries somewhat. I think also they were booing him because apparently I think we were losing or something like that. And he was slow to get off the pitch. So they started booing it, him, yeah. saying, like, what are you doing? Your team's losing. You're the captain. You should be running off and yeah. being like, right, come on, let someone make a difference. And all that. Like, he should be making yeah. it. So then that, and then I imagine them booing him, adding on top of the things that were going on on social media with regards to his family. Yeah. Probably was just like, yeah, yeah that, that's... At the, yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah. But but sorry, I, I, I digress. So yeah, Jack is Jack is out. I feel bad for him, but I'll get rid of him. Yeah, I think Jack. I think he's too. Whether it's not the right system for him or it's not the right league for him, I just think he's too slow in his movement and he's too mm. lethargic. Whether he, you know, I mean, he's usually plays as, as an anchor man and an anchor man has to have mobility, and I just don't think he does. He has a good left foot. He can distribute the ball well when he's not giving it away. Um, but I just don't think he he suits maybe the system and the type of football that Arteta wants to play. Mm. No, I think that's probably probably sensible. You wouldn't keep him for his supposed captain qualities. Not that not that they proved any good, but you know. What I'm yeah, I mean he's been straight. Out. Um, Supposedly, I mean, I mean I could you could maybe have him as like a rotation option, but yeah. I just think with. But I'll probably go into with the formation that I want to play, and I think the type of football that Arteta wants to play. Since I'm his assistant, we <laughs> we'll, um, you are you are our, no, I suppose yeah yeah. You're either Arteta or his assistant or both. I think in this situation, it's whatever, it's whatever you want to do. So yeah, I think with the system that I, I want us to play on, I think yeah, I don't think he would suit it. I think we could get a decent amount of money from him to help fund the other players that I would bring in. Okay, and, and then lastly. A tough one, um, but I think I would sell Lacazette. Ooh, okay. Ooh. It's Controversial. A, I know, I know. He's he's obviously not in the greatest of form, but under Emery, I think he was amazing. He would be the one that would ping the ball into. He would hold it up, bring other players into play. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that he plays up front, I think is a detriment to Aubameyang because he he's then shipped towards the wing. I would rather have a Bamiyan play up front. And again, for refund value, get them good enough money from mm. the Lacazette mm. to fund the other players. Okay. I mean, so that's... Because obviously this is... I, I don't know who you're, who you're bringing in, but I imagine you're 
the idea is to sell Lacazette and you hope that you'll be able to hang on to Aubameyang because obviously there's a bit that's, of that's a, it. Yeah, I mean, going that he if, wants going, if the talk we yeah, I mean Arteta seems relatively confident that will yeah I saw that yesterday um, but I think that aside I think just solely just focusing on stuff on the pitch I think mm. I'd rather have Lacazette spearhead um, Aubameyang rather spearheading our attack and then get because I think Lacazette's one of the few players in our team that I think you could get mm. on the 30, 40 million for him. Yeah. And I think you wouldn't get that for some other players that are obvious that you'll we'll need to sell. So I think I'd rather sort of just take that risk and take that gamble and then get as much money as we can for Lacazette mm. and then have a Bamion playing in his natural position, doing what he does best, which is scoring. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he does sort of. I, I I rate Lacazette, but he does sort of feel like a kind of Aubameyang light, doesn't he? In mm. a sense. And if you are, I don't know what I don't know what system you're going to have, but if you are going for a lone striker, then then you go for Aubameyang over Lacazette. Um, All right. And then who's coming in then? Right. So the big one, our biggest one, I would say. Saliba coming in next season, I think he's going to be huge for us. Whether that's he ha- he's an instant impact is another question, but I think it's a, it's huge that that type of player and that type of defender is coming into our team. So if all go into plan, he would be seen as our long-term, one of our long-term centre-backs. Yeah. And for me, the first hand that I'd bring in would be his long-term centre-back partner. And, and you guys may or may not disagree that this... Maybe unlikely, but I would bring in Upa Makano as our first signing. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys think that's a realistic target? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. I mean, I think obviously he's linked with he's linked with a few clubs at the moment, mm. but I, I don't think that I would certainly wouldn't amend that. I think I think that that's a possibility. He could he could go. But okay. So what's your what's your what's your reasoning behind Upa Makano? So Umakano reminds me of a prime Colo Torre. So his his physical prowess. A, a, a Brendan Rogers Colo Torre. <laughs> this one from this one from Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Le- Leipzig. Yeah. So he's a ball playing defender. He's obviously great with the ball at his feet. <clears throat> he's powerful. He's strong. He's quick. Mm. Um, I think he's got an aerial presence that I think not so Libra lacks, but I think. Bacano is maybe a step up from that so yeah. I think they'll complement each other really well they both got pace they're both good in the air and I think they're both physically imposed and I think they could sort of cause a lot of trouble for, for the Premier League strikers and if we get to Europe, European strikers as well certainly a position that you've not really mm. sorted for a long time for a while yeah and David Luiz in I will. I will even admit that he hasn't sorted your <laughs> defensive uh, mm. problems. It, it's interesting though, because I, I, you know, obviously having done the same task, give a little bit of an insight into who I would buy. But I was looking at, at centre backs, and mm. and yeah, it, it, there, there's not. It's difficult with centre backs, isn't it? Because because almost what you want from a centre back now is is. Is different from what you might have wanted from a centre back maybe ten years ago. Maybe now they need to be slightly better on the on the ball than they were, or slightly you know what you know whatever it is, a bit more sort of technical. Um, but of course, if you can find somebody like 
you know Virgil Van Dijk, who's a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a fifteen years old defender, and you know in terms of like a bit of a sort of mid noughties powerful defender, and also a bit of a twenty twenties kind of technical defender. If you can find yeah. somebody like, and I was and I was looking around, and it doesn't seem to be a huge amount that tick both boxes. Upamecano was obviously, I think he he certainly looks like he could he could develop like. There was my one question I had was is is there still a bit of a wonder that he's a, a little bit raw? But I think that yeah. given yeah. the lack not, of options, he's certainly one of the better ones out there. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not the finished article yet, and he's still only what twenty one, twenty two, and he seems like he's been around yeah. for years. So he's still <clears throat> definitely not the finished article. There's still he's still a bit rough around the edges, but mm. I think long term going forward, having those two as our centre backs, having them grow together, I think. Yeah. If all obviously works out and goes according to plan, then yeah, they could be the Arsenal centre back partnership for many years to come. So moving on to my second signing, um, a player that I think we've lacked. I think a player who's got physicality, who's who can be seen seen as an anchorman, but also I would play him as a box to box, and that is Thomas Partey. Yeah, I thought this one was coming. Yeah, it, it seems pretty likely that you are going for him and you are trying to sign him, aren't you? Yeah, I've only wanted like Trebley's wages or so, and we're more than happy to pay his 40 50 million pound lease clause or whatever. I just think he's a player that we, we need and we've desperately needed. He's physical, he's strong, great in the ball, can tackle. Um, reminds me of a bit of a Michael Essien, Harry, who obviously. Mm. You know, I'm a huge fan of. The Bison, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think him in, in our midfield would just shore up, give us a bit of physicality and strength and mobility that yeah. we talked about that Shaka didn't have and I don't feel we presently have in, in any of our... Yeah, who, who, was the, who was the last closest player in Arsenal's sort of recent history that you could say is most similar to him because I just reckon my brain's there I mean um, Abu Dhabi that was that was the only one I was yeah. could think of I was thinking Abu Dhabi and I guess had he stayed injury free could have been that sort of player but apart from that I mean you had um, I guess Alex Song for about six six Song? twelve yeah. month period was really good yeah, um, but yeah that's another like centre-back it's another position that you feel like in your squad it's it's a question that has been without an answer for far too long like um, and it seems as if that could be one. I mean, that seems like it's going to happen, doesn't yeah. it, at the moment, as far well, as most likely, Yeah, and I think it's it's just a trend of sorting out the span of our team, which you said yeah. we've not sorted out in a very long time. So just shoring up with a, <laughs> another solid centre-back alongside Saliba and a, a good centre midfielder. Okay, yeah, Thomas Partey, I think, yeah, I think I think I agree with, certainly agree with the position you've gone after. Uh, probably um, better. And the last signing, which I think is was the toughest, is um, would be Dominic Sabozlai from Salzburg. Okay. So, say I've said him because of the formation. So, if, if I was Arteta, I would play four three three. Okay. Of the four centre backs, I would have Torreira as the anchor man. Yeah. And then. Thomas Partey as a box-to-box and then mm-hmm. to Bosley as like an advanced playmaker, sort of like a Kevin De Bruyne type player. No, okay. Um, yeah, so I think to Bosley, really good player, two-footed, very creative, 
great at set pieces as well. I think obviously with the centre back partnership we're going to have or could have, I think we're going to do really well. Corners and um, yeah, yeah. I think he's young as well, and I think what Arsenal needs to start doing, like they did with Martinelli, is start buying young players that will have immense profit or mm-hmm. a lot of profit in the future. So if we did sell Martinelli, we know we'll be selling for at least 40, 50 mil. So yeah. like the same, if he if he turns out to be like another Kevin De Bruyne or to excels in the Premier League, we know that we're going to get a large amount of money for it to then reinvest. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, that was sort of almost like a, a biz, from a business perspective and obviously from a on-the-pitch perspective as well, from a tactical perspective, that he with those three in the middle, I think would be a, like a really good trio that would mm. complement each other really, really well. Okay. So yeah, that would, that would be, that'd be, and then obviously have to finish off the team, have either Martinelli and Saka on the left, Pepe on the right, and then Aubameyang spearheaded the attack. Okay, and just as a quick roundup there for Arsenal, transfers outgoing, Alexandra Lacazette, struck down Mustafi and Granit Xhaka, and transfers incoming, Dayot Upamakano, Thomas Partey, and Dominic Zaboslai. Okay, who wants to go next? Um, uh, right, we've done we've done Arsenal. I'll go top. Okay, so alphabetically, Chelsea are next. Alphabetically, Chelsea are next, or I'll go Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Different alphabet. Right, I'll let I'll let um, I'll let I'll let Tottenham go first. Save the best till last. You know, I guess. Oh, yeah, last. I'll know it. Right. Um. I've gone quite boring, actually. <laughs> so, my, uh, my first, first choice to leave in the club would be Sergio Aria. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But he's so I, I, good. <laughs> <laughs> Both offensively and defensively. What? Are you, saying, are you guys saying that you expected this? <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Karen. Yeah, I think, uh, especially this season, he's, he's not too bad going forward. It's just what he lacks coming backwards. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he leaks leaks opportunities to concede goals, uh, leaks penalties. Yeah, uh, he gets red carded. Maybe not as much as Hyungmin Son, but <laughs> <laughs> he definitely sees a few. And um, I mean, he can't take throw-ins. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's his worst defence. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think mentally he's. Got the not, not what I'm mean, but like the game intelligence to you know track a game for 90 minutes, yeah, and to, that makes sense, you know, you know, stay focused for that amount of time. And he well, definitely, you know, he definitely he feels like he's got a mistake in him, doesn't he? Like, yeah, you, you, you feel, like feel like Mustafi, and like, I know he's obviously got. Like this bloke I'm about to mention goes the other way in terms of he can be very good, but a bit like Carl Walker, you always kind of feel like, oh, you know, you're you're a second away from disaster. Whilst also he's he's playing well, but oh my god, like something could. could I feel uh, like he overestimates how good he is, Serge Aurier. I feel like in his head he thinks he's mm. like half <laughs> yeah. but in reality he's not. So he feels that he can make silly mistakes because he'll easily like overcompensate and salvage it but he doesn't and then he yeah. does a penalty like you said I'll get sent off yeah so he basically needs someone at right back that's yeah, like yeah. Rory Delap that can actually throw a ball in that's yeah I think 
I only mention that because honestly, I, I know like there <laughs> was one, you, one time this season we, signing, Rory we, we got a quick <laughs> we got a quick throw in, yeah. The ball boy threw yeah. the ball back to Sergio Aurea, yeah? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sergio Aurea throws the ball, we end up scoring a goal from it. Mm. Right? I can I can't tell you how many times I've seen him take a throw in that's gone straight to the opposition. <laughs> it, it's so that's his one shining example. And that, like, that ball boy was a hero for like three weeks on Spurs chats everywhere. And I will that. <laughs> but still. I suppose, yeah, Rory Delap is an option, but then have you got 150 million? <laughs> that's the question. For his arms, that's no, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's only, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to teach everybody else. Uh, okay. And no, I think, speaking of that, Liverpool have a, um, a throwing coach. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, and they they I think they retain possession from throw-ins around twenty eight percent more now since the introduction of their throwing coach. I'm uh, they're as, literally just throwing him. <laughs> as, uh, as, uh, like I'm sure again we've all we've all played uh, you know very close to professional level here, and um, I like, I've because obviously you see I always look at when professional footballers are, are doing throw-ins and stuff because like, I always think that it always feels like you've it's quite a difficult sort of way to keep possession as as you say because you're throwing it to what is what is always marked players the only way they can get unmarked is if they is if they sort of sprint in a direction so that so you're never going to it's never going to be a com- unless it's like a very defensive throw in or something you're never going to be throwing it to someone who's comfortably got a lot of time and i always think that I, i'm almost not surprised to hear that there's throwing coaches now because it's quite a you know you get a lot of them and Often, as as you say, like with the, with so much like emphasis on keeping possession these days, it's a very vital thing if you want to be able to like exactly know. You know, we have routines for corners and free kicks and counter attacks and stuff. Why don't we have um, routines for? for I think like, that's yeah. actually actually the main reason why Liverpool are as dominant as they are right now. All the throw-ins because of. The- I mean, I mean, possibly. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I, I did say that sarcastically, but but it might be true. Like, I mean, again, we we've all played like you know Sunday league level esque. Yeah. When like throw-ins, throw-ins, throw-ins very <laughs> yeah, throw-ins very rarely didn't just get lumped forward because it's because we didn't have the the close control in well, again, I I only speak for myself, but um, we very rarely had the had the close control to because often you see throw-ins are basically in professional football. They throw it to somebody, and it's it's a one touch, perfect straight back to them. It's never a kind of take the touch, messy and, um, scramble to yeah. <laughs> keep possession. So, yeah, yeah, but sorry, yeah, Sergio Aurier, bad at throw-ins. Yeah, Sergio Aurier, <laughs> bad at throw-ins. Bad I'm for guessing, my team. He's I'm, out. I'm guessing <laughs> you don't have to let us know yet, but I'm hoping you, you <laughs> you're, you're buying a right back because I think if no. you're selling Sergio, one five's coming on. Patient, Harry, patient. <laughs> right, just because <laughs> you ain't got no right backs, but uh, no, go on. Uh, keep, right keep, now, keep going. my next choice is actually a left back, and it's Ben Davies. Ben da- ooh, so, ooh, Harry's okay. right, you are having a very narrow for me. Point five centre backs. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just having a million defenders, all centre backs. <laughs> we need to stop conceding, and we can think it's Harry Kane. He can do rest <coughs> if he's, you know, not injured. Are you going? Are you getting rid of Ben Davis because he's boring? <laughs> no, I'm getting Ben Davis because of um, the 
the the tactical style that Jose is trying to implement. Okay. So currently, I don't know if this is because of his limited, like the, the the limited players he has available to him. But what he'll normally do is he'll send Serge Aurier shooting right up that right hand side, and he'll want Ben Davis there yeah, to defend. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they'll slot into like a three thing. Yeah, he does like a lopsided yeah. attacking thing, isn't he? Yeah. So if I'm getting rid of Serge Aurier and bringing in a more defensive right back, okay. I'm going to need a more offensive left back going forwards, okay. then that system can still just okay. shift into a three at the back. So as far as Ben Davies is concerned, I think like, defensively he's, he, he's all right. He's, he's not, he, you know, he's not going to be like breaking records and, you know, best <laughs> left back in the league. But I, I mean, he's a pretty solid choice. But also, if I am bringing in and like playing with an offensive left back, That'll give me the option of having either Danny Rose or Ryan Sessignon playing there as well. Oh, yeah, so obviously, yeah. Defensive way, they, they, aren't, gonna, yeah. they aren't the best defensively either, but they can bomb up the pitch. Mm. Okay. So, and um, the, ne- the next one makes me pretty sad, if I'm honest, because it's um, Eric Chris, Chris, I was going to say, Christian Eriksen's already gone, Ash. <laughs> uh, no, oh, we're, don't worry don't worry we're bringing him back <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eric Lamella um, Eric Lamella okay Eric Lamella. yeah I like Eric Lamella I think he mm. I, whenever he plays yeah, I think he tries quite quite hard yeah puts, puts, hey, puts a lot uh, into tackles he runs um, he runs loads doesn't he very runs he, <laughs> he makes very hard tackles <laughs> yeah and he, um, but the the thing is, he's he's always injured, and he's not really become that like key player or that star player in a squad that you'd you'd want him to be when he's getting and, aired. And like, the one he he threatened to be for a few years, he really did look like. And then yeah, you're right. It's it's almost he's really not come on any further than than when he arrived. Still still a useful did you player. See but that Rabonary squad. Though? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Wait, I've changed my mind. I'm keeping. <laughs> um, yeah, but on to, on top of that, he's not really he's not really starting so many games, but he's also getting paid 150 thousand pounds a week, which is same as what Deli Ali's getting paid, I believe. So you you're he's one of our like best best paid players. Yeah. But he's not starting much, so I think just sadly, just getting him off the books would be mm. good for the finances, especially since Stephen Beck being the fans. Um, the fans, the fans love him, don't they? The fans yeah. are big on the old. He, he he gets it. That's the kind of player he is. Lamella Lamella gets it. By which the translation is, when you play your rivals, he'll put some hard tackles in. I feel like Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer gets it. So Deli Ali gets it. Deli Ali gets it. Deli Ali gets it. Yeah. Fans love players who just get it. Yeah. <laughs> even so, if... Sadly even if context yeah. of this gets it. Huh? <laughs> glad this context of this gets yeah. it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he just gets it. <laughs> Anyone who's listening who knows that will we'll get it. He gets it. <laughs> but yeah, no, okay. I, I, yeah, I can... I think... Yeah, fair. I, I, I think it's not bad. So you probably get... You probably get some money for him. You wouldn't... wouldn't wouldn't get all the money back, but you, yeah, no. 30 million in this market, sure. But what is it? It'd be like 25, like a few million, 20 million and a bit a year 12. on wages as well. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, the players I'll be oh, bringing in. To the um, so my first choice is the oh, left back, and it's the, it's, it's the choice. I get it. I go the choice I always choose when I start a new FM career was Tottenham. Ooh. And I'll bring in Alex Grimaldo. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't know if, if anyone will say we couldn't get him. I don't care. No, you definitely, could get him. Definitely could. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it gives, it gives, it'll give you that something going forward. It'll be able to put a ball in, uh, beat a player. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think he's just a really good player. <laughs> I think you're um, right. He's got, he's got sort of, he can go. He just gets it. Defend, yeah. He's, he, gets, he gets it. He gets it. But I, I feel like he wouldn't leave us as vulnerable at the back as Serge Aurier would when he's yeah. not progressing up the pitch. I think you, yeah. you gain a lot defensively and you don't lose as much offensively. Gain. Yeah. But so yeah, I think I think it's quite a good, you know. Do you take set pieces for Benfica, or have I made that up? Why not? Anyone know? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think he does. <laughs> I was thinking um, Guerrero for, for you. Rafael Guerrero. Yeah, Dortmund left back. Yeah. There's a lot. Then, of, then oh. don't, don't, don't. We don't. I don't want to pay Dortmund a lot of money. True. Yeah, and I think he he doesn't offer as much defensively as Grimaldo would. But yeah, no, Grimaldo I think is a great shout. Yeah, really. uh, right back. Um, it's, um, it's Max Arend. Hey. There we are. Okay. Think for you guys, yeah. Again, very very easy choice there. I mean, yeah. we're we linked with him seemingly most days yeah. of the week. Uh, it's, Pretty good player, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's one of them so, Norwich standouts. I mean, Norwich have so many players. Yeah. That you so can you, just... you would use him as the, as you said before, that you'd have him as a sort of offensive fullback. Defensive. Um, a defensive fullback, sorry. More and, defensive, and, then, yeah. and then you would have um, Juan Foyth as the backup. That, that, that's my only thing. But, I mean, he can, he can do it. He's, he he's done it. You know what I mean? He's not. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, it's also how young he is. I, I know he's a he's, regular he's, Premier he's League player. Well, he is, he is really good. No, yeah. <laughs> Aaron's. 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 Sorry. <laughs> also Aaron's, yeah, both both good. But okay. No, five, um, I feel like five far too rash. And if the list could expand one extra, I'd probably still pull in Munir from... Yeah. Munir. <laughs> he's like, we'll be on a freight. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll still pull Munier in. And that's, that's the difficulty with this. Like, you have to, you know, you restrict it. But as you say, if you're, you know, in an ideal world, yeah, you, you, you want to bring in cover. But for the sake of what we're doing, there's no point in yeah. telling, telling you which subs uh, you bring in. Although I might actually contradict myself in a minute. We might find out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but okay. Yeah, no, that, 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 that I, 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 I like that. Obviously, with Grimaldo, you've got, I mean, you know he can cross he can cross the ball really well. I I I feel like I feel like he takes set pieces for them. I might be completely. I feel like he got, I think he got <laughs> I'm pretty sure off, he does. Off the top <laughs> You're gonna say it's every player now. That's all I have. I feel like he takes <laughs> set pieces. <laughs> he does he get set pieces? Don't buy it. <laughs> he got um four goals last season and twelve assists at Benfica. Yeah, he's so also that's... a Lamazia graduate. I I believe. Yeah, um, some kind of premium to him because. <laughs> Every Lamazia graduate is brilliant, it seems. 
Yeah. Yeah. On the day. I mean, you got Dale Fayou. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a few others. I Dale yeah. Fayou is good. I, like, I think he plays 10 out of 10. Like, every, I was just thinking, every I was just think games. if Dale Fayou, if you're going right, Lamazia La play, players. Right, I need to. I need to prove to people that they're all brilliant. Right, Delafeu first. Yeah, one, but that's man. Yeah, but all right, just go right. Right, it's easy. It's easy. Uh, Ariel, Ariel Romeo, Ariel Romeo is another one. Yeah, <laughs> my next one was going to be a uh, Darvin Traore. But Pepe, Pepe Reina, another one. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, no. I take your point. He, he, he's, yeah, he's certainly got. Um, uh, certainly fits the bill for what you want in a left back. I think. And uh, my, my last choice is quite the the difficult one, um, and the, and the one that I've I've got a few I've a few backups for because I, I wasn't sure didn't show what you what you, wasn't sure what you guys would think. Um, don't so I think, don't I think be worried about what we think. <laughs> so we need a new defensive mid. So I'm not yeah. bringing in any extra centre backs. Okay. Anything like that. I think Toby Alderweireld the and Ellison Sanchez uh, with cover from you know Tanganga and Juan Foy would be more than sufficient if they were getting cover from a defensive midfielder yep so I uh, so I went for uh, Ndidi okay but I, I, I wouldn't know if we'd be able to get Ndidi because obviously he's playing for Leicester they're probably going to get Champions League football next season it's not <laughs> guaranteed that we are and Leicester would make us Pair, <laughs> yeah, quite a lot for him. I don't, I don't think that I'm not. I'm certainly not going to amend amend that. I think it'd be hard to get him because Leicester, yeah. Leicester know what their players are worth. But at the same time, they they've also shown that they're accepting of their stature and that when players want to go to bigger stature clubs, which sorry, any Leicester fans listening, Tottenham are bigger than you. Um, like he that he would go. It would probably cost about eighty million. But I think I think I think. A, they they would sell if you wanted to give them enough money, and B, yeah, hell of a player, really like him. Ironically, yeah. I mean, you just insulted ninety percent of your friends and family with that last comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is the issue. But all your listeners, it, the real, the real, the realistic ones will uh, will know what I'm saying. I mean, like, like you know, like yeah. obviously, Chilwell's link with link with moves to a team that's below him in the division. Like Kante moved when they when they won the title. Obviously, Mares did. Fardy almost did go to Art. Well, basically had everything signed at Arsenal. Like there's, yeah. it, and I think I almost think Leicester have a, have kind of approached, have an approach in that sense. They know first of all they've got a hell of a touting that's touting scouting system. They seem to just keep finding gems in lower leagues and stuff. So I'm sure that's they'll. Soyuncu. Uh, yeah, Soyuncu and um, you know I mean they've got like you know a few players coming through in in midfield. They've still got um, who is it? Um, Chowdhury. Like Chowdhury and Marty. I know Marty's playing right back, but he's not really right back. Anyway, um, no, I think Indeed, I think I think indeed yeah. I think he's been their uh, most important player this season, arguably. I didn't even think that you guys needed a defensive aid. It didn't even like come to me, but yeah, great shot. No, hundred percent that is but the, the, the issue is that I had to think someone, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Wilfred Ndidi is probably the, the, the strongest option I can think of. Who were you mm. backups out of curiosity? So I had um, Hoiberg. Hoiberg, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've actually been linked with yeah. Yeah, but it looks okay, like we are going to sign him. So again, I thought that that probably would have been too easy, but I feel like he is exactly what we need as well. So I wouldn't necessarily yeah, go for 
Indeed, because I mean, mm. as far as like ball recovery goes, I think he leads every player in the league for mm. ball recovery, and you know he can. It's an absolute. What, what yeah. would your midfield be then? Mm. Well, this is the that's the difficult one. Oh, that's that's the hard bit though, isn't it? Where's so, yeah, uh, right? So I'll I'll start. So you'd have Larice in goal. Yeah. Sanchez and Alderweireld. Yeah. Aaron's and Grimaldo. Uh-huh. They're such good fullbacks, so good. And then, <laughs> then it's difficult. Then it gets really difficult. So you'd either have to, I'd either have to play like a, a midfield diamond. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or but I'm trying to stick with like Jaws Emery and yours tactics, which would be like. So I'd have maybe Harry Winks. So I love Harry Winks, obviously. Mm-hmm. Next to Hoiberg or Indeedy. Same and then I believe, so. yes, uh, uh, so Winks and Ndidi. Yeah. Uh, with in a double pivot. Yeah. Oh, so in oh, with, uh, Yeah, so Lacelso number 10. Okay. Winks uh, linking everything together and then Ndidi kind of just... Snow and Dombele. Yeah. Snow and Dombele. Oh, but I mean, I guess, I guess oh, in, a, in a squad you need, you know, rotation stuff. And then yeah. I guess... Where's Deli Ali? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but the thing with Deli Ali is he can also play as an inverted winger. So yeah. I, I feel like the squad would be getting rotated very heavily. To I guess you've got depth with that team. You'll have depth, which I think yeah. is like, like quality depth as well. Yeah, and so you'd have Bergwijn, works more of the depth oh, yeah, on the right, Son, and then Son. you'd have Son. And Deli Ali there, but Deli Ali can also be covered for Lacelso. It's number ten. Yeah. Obviously, we got Kane up top as well. You can you can put Son, sorry Son. You can put Ali on the left if you've got Grimaldo bombing yeah. forwards, and then he can just come yeah, and then he can, he can Rom Deuter around. Rom Deuter, yeah. And then um, you got Harry Kane up top, obviously with maybe Troy Parrott as a backup. Troy Parrott, I'd say more more likely Son. Yeah. Well, so no, Bergwijn as a backup there. Bergwijn does occasionally play up front. Yeah, no, I think so I've put yeah. a lot of thought into it. It's just it was just really difficult. I like that. I, I do think. believe in Don Blair's really good. Uh, I'm, no one's even mentioned Sissoko. Yeah. Oh, who's, oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sissoko is an important player. I think with your team, I think the good thing about the players you've brought in, you've drastically improved probably your weakest area at fullback mm. with Max Ahrens and Grimaldo and I think it just complements the rest of the team so well like you were saying Deli Ali, if you play him on the left wing could cut inside Grimaldo can overlap then you've got Lucas Moura going forward or whether you want on the right and then Max Ahrens either going forward or staying back whichever so I think it adds a lot more balance to your squad as well and you've got such physicality in centre mid as well it's actually ridiculous yeah just another little roundup for you for Tottenham Hotspur outgoings. Serge Aurier, Ben Davis, and Eric Lamella. And coming in, Alex Grimaldo at left back, Max Ahrens at right back, and Wilfred Ndidi at centre mid. Alright, we'll we'll move we'll move swiftly on to, to Man City. So here we go. All the English <laughs> players go. gone. Go. So the players I'll I'll do the players are going out first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the first person on my list to go out that door would be Mr. Carl Walker. <laughs> Quarks. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, I've never really seen 
the big hype around him, even when he was at Tottenham. Um, he's, you know, defensively, he can be very poor. He's yeah. out of position quite a lot, but due to his sheer pace, he just seemed to get back. Um, and I just don't understand how he's starting more than Cancelo. When going forward, Cancelo's a hell of a lot better with delivery, even just attacking options. He's, he's a lot mm. better going forward than Carl uh, Walker. Um, as well as that, this whole lockdown thing that came into the paper, uh, or papers and media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's annoying to hear, not just because he's a City player, but just because he's an English player. Um, he should be setting a much better example, like, for example, Marcus Rashford. I know, not not saying every English player should be doing what Rashford has done, but, you know. They just shouldn't be breaking lockdown. They shouldn't just, yeah, just the simple stuff. Um, but money-wise, he's 30 years old. Uh, so he's, you know, coming to the, like, probably got another four seasons maybe in him. But no, I, I think I think you're right with with Walker, particularly particularly as you have such a good backup in in Cancelo. I think it's if you're someone who doesn't have much faith in Walker, it's quite a smart. So it's quite a it's quite a sort of risk free sale, isn't yeah. it? You can get a bit of money for him. You can get rid of a bit, probably what is a bit of a not necessarily bad personality, but not the most no. model personality. No, he's not going to be playing for England anytime soon, anyway. So you know. No. He needs to hook up his ideas in my cash eye. Cash in. Cash in on him when you can. can. Okay. Yeah. I still can't uh, believe next he's 30 years old. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm in shock. <laughs> I thought he was at 28. Uh, next is Nicholas Otamendi. So, personally, I think he should have been gone at least two seasons ago. Um, but we stupidly didn't invest in another centre-back or even give any of our you know younger players the opportunity to play more regularly but we gave a contract extension because we didn't you know we only got Laporte yeah or Laporte however you want to say it um, you know he's he's been a good servant to the club he's had his good moments and bad moments mm. um, but I think the older he's getting on he's not playing as much and I feel like in a team like Peps he needs to, he needs to be playing more otherwise it's just going to be having more mistakes on the pitch. Mm. Um, so, and personally, like, actually, I've liked him since he's been at City, you know, we've got the nickname, the general. Um, but the general. I just, I just don't want him, his reputation at the club to be tarnished by an, an un, you know, an overstayed welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, he's 32, maybe, you know, selling back the, you know, a team abroad where he can retire, maybe in Argentina, something like that, like five mil. Get him a nice, get him a nice house in the country somewhere. You know, yeah, <laughs> with a nice, nice wine, wine, wine yard. Yeah, I guess you, you know, City almost feel like their current team has come to. You know, I mean, we talked about it before. These sort of teams going three or four year cycles, and if yeah. if you think City and probably is true uh, coming to the end of that with this particular set of players yeah I think he's probably one of those that you wouldn't be too too remiss about moving on particularly as I didn't realise he was 32 but yeah he's not he's not the standout is he anymore he's certainly not got the form of I don't think he started I remember when he, when he first joined he, he started he seemed to start well as my memory says yeah. well. but um yeah because that's where yeah. Timicellis I mean uh, prov- oh, Timicellis wow but providing you're buying another centre back I would be I would be all okay for that 
Mustafi's available. Mustafi's available. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final player that I am going to get rid of, which pains me to say, um, it would be Leroy Sané. Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, Leroy Sané. Um, Seems like it's going to Yeah, there's been a lot of media surrounding him for quite a while, just before he had that bad injury where he's been out for the majority of the season. Um, but I think, you know, he's, he's he's got a young daughter that's probably getting to that age where she's going to be going to school and stuff like that. Maybe he wants to be back home. Um, so then, you know, he can be there while she grows up in, you know, his national uh, country that, you know, he's lived in mm. most of his life. But I, um, so, so you you would sell you would sell Sane on the grounds not not on the grounds of anything to do with his quality, but just on the grounds of personal reasons and the fact. That yeah, I think pers- yeah, like personal reasons. And, yeah, okay. And as, it's annoying because he, I, I, I love watching him as a player. Um, yeah, he's got a bit of an arrogance to him as well, back. which I kind of like. Um, I think you missed him this season. I mean, I know there's lots yeah, we, of, we, lots we, of we, reasons we, for. He stretches teams. Yeah. 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 That's another dimension. Yeah, it's, if, he, if he's fit, bro, does he start for you? Oh yeah. Hmm. But okay, who who's oh, no. who, are you, who are you bringing in then? Okay, so for Kyle Walker. So, um, okay, is he going to be? This is this is like quite difficult. Replacements. Yeah, direct replacement. But okay. oh, sorry, no, Cancelo's going to be starting more often than not. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should be starting anyway. Uh, I really like him as as a player from what I see. He just, yeah, he, he's uh-huh. he's a lot more enjoyable to watch. Whereas Kyle Walker just seems to be showboating that he can run a hundred mile an hour. Um, but not a direct, so a direct replacement. Maybe in like an, another season or two, but I want to get him now and develop him. Um, would be Nathan Ferguson from West Bromwich Albion. Nathan Ferguson, right? Okay. So, nineteen years of age, uh, yep. English. Um, he's played. Midfield, you know, like mainly like on the right or left side of midfield. Uh, so he's got a bit of an, uh, uh, an attacking mentality, but he's a right back effectively. Uh, but he can play right or he's left. He's a beast. He's um, quite physical presence, isn't he? He's like quite beefy, yeah. like tension, but really athletic as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, for what, like, free as well. His contract expires either this summer. Yeah, what I've looked at is um, when I've looked at the value of them is literally like between three and four million mainly because I think his contract's running down. Yeah. Um but from the handful of games I've seen from him for such a young lad, especially in the championship coming up against like the bigger teams in the championship, mm. very very professional, his timing and attitude um you know towards handling players absolutely incredible. He's, he's very uh, advanced for a lad that's only nineteen. Uh, the fact that you know he's he's got the um, experience of playing in midfield, I think that'd benefit uh, Guardiola. The fact he can play both right and left back again, another great thing. So then mm. we could start with Vendy and Cancelo, and then say if you no know, Guardiola wants to take one of them off, he can do, and they can replace him with Ferguson mm. and just get him, you know, slowly introduce him to the style. Um, so yeah, and like I said, young English. Treat him, treat uh, him how you treat Zinchenko, I guess. Sort of. Yes. You know, yeah. Plays plays sporadically, but you're right. He does he does interchange his fullbacks quite often, so he'd probably get quite a lot of quick exposure. 
in that yeah. system, especially um, the fact if that he's English as well. I think it'd be good as well. So it's like getting yeah. another English lad in Manchester City. Mm. You don't fancy Mark Sarans. Hey, well, this is that was the other player that I was really He's gone to Tottenham. That was the other no, I mean, I do, but I just think, obviously, the, the only benefit with Matt Tarrant is he's a lot more defensive-minded and he's got Premier League experience. Yeah, um, I, th- I think he's, he's, he's only, a lot more developed. Yeah, he's a lot more developed. He's, he is a year older as well. Um, but I just think, as a, you know, with the players that we've got now, I'd rather benefit with Cancelo there and then just slowly introduce him into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, like you're, 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 you're bringing, like... Essentially, a second choice right back where yeah. Max Aaron's would be my, my starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Please don't take Max Max Aaron's. <laughs> don't take my, Max, Max. Please. You know what? I'll just buy him for the sake of it so you can't have him here. <laughs> on the bench all seems, seasons. Seems to be what's. Isn't that why you're in trouble in the first place? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, a replacement for Otamendi would be. Same as you, uh, Egbe. Egg oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with Mustafi is then. Uh, yeah, just again, from what I've seen, seems like a good combination of old school defender, but yet very good with his feet. Got a mm. good eye for the pass. Only 21. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, you were right with um, young kind of Colo Torre. It's quite rash, which, which I think reminds me a bit of... Uh, early company as well mm, yeah. uh, you know company can be that you know that, that, that ta- kind of tackling style but his presence though like his man marking is very similar to like Torre and and company where he'll literally be like on top of the player uh, not mm. letting him move uh, but he can get forward he's absolutely <laughs> rapid when he wants to move yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of pace on him yeah uh, and then, again what you said you know long lasting defender I think him and Laporte would be a perfect. Oh, French as well. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah, both French yeah. as well. Left foot, right foot, like perfect combination. Yeah, I, I think, think they complement each other as well. Yeah, because they've, they've got different styles, but I just think that that would be the best centre back partnership that they would have. They got so, they got so many good yeah. centre backs in the France. Ah, it's, not, it's, it's not yeah. even fair. Like Laporte's never played for France. Man, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Goodness. So like, yeah, Varane. Uh, Pomacano, yeah, Kimpembe, Zuma, obviously. Um, Just donate yeah. some to England. It's changing that. Koscielny. Every every French centre back should do a Declan Rice. Yeah. Oh, and go and play for England. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but go to Ireland first. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand. That'll be good for good for my work. Yeah, like, like this new French up and coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, no fair. Yeah. The very last, very last player. Um, so obviously got rid of Leroy Sané. Mm-hmm. Big loss. Uh, so we need someone, you know, just equally as exciting on the ball. And I'm going to go with Ferran Torres from Valencia. Okay, interesting. So. Very exciting player, very, very eager to run at the defence. Um, his passing and timing of crosses seems to be ridiculously accurate. Mm. Um, the only thing I would say is obviously it's not consistent, so like he, he, you know, one in 
one in three crosses will be perfect, which, you know, you want it to be more clinical, but maybe as time goes on, it, it would be, but his presence and stature when he's like running and delivering ball, like just like three balls, especially. Mm. It's me a lot of a uh, young Cristiano Ronaldo, that kind of cockiness on the ball and the way that he runs and the style. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, it is I think in the sense of like with the with the direct replacement for Sani, I agree. I think that that for, for, again, I can't claim to know much about him, but from what I've seen, he seems to be that sort of direct hug yeah. the touchline kind of winger. Yeah. That again, you you'd be losing if 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 Sane went. Um, mm. and, and that Sterling and, and Bernardo Silva aren't really, as much as they're obviously great players, they don't really offer you that yeah. more kind of linear, lineal um, approach to being a winger. Okay, and another quick roundup for us there. Uh, Manchester City outgoings, Kyle Walker, Nicolas Otamendi and Leroy Sane. And incoming Nathan Ferguson, Diot Upamakano and Ferran Torres. Um. We'll move on to we'll move on to Chelsea, um, and I will um, I'll brush through my outs quite quickly because to be honest they're not particularly interesting. Um, firstly, I get rid of Danny Drinkwater, just because why why, is, why is he the, why is he on our books? Like I was out, just the fact that we spent more money on him than we did in Golo Kante is a joke. Um, yeah, and is he's he on he's, loan at Burnley. He's on loan at Villa now. Oh, Villa. And, He's yeah. He's just he got when he was at Burnley, he got into some scrap in a nightclub, a similar sort of thing to Kyle Walker, but, yeah, but more. Almost some some guy third. That was it. He got yeah. He, he got. He tried, yeah, it's just like mate. I don't. We we only we literally only bought him because we needed to fill the English quota for the Champions League. That was the only reason why we bought him, and, and we don't need him anymore. He's never been good enough for this level. He's he's he, yeah. He made he's. Sure, sure, you could have just got like a thirteen-year-old Billy Gilmore, and he would have done that. Yeah, well, this is this is pre Lampard uh, yeah. Lampard era youngsters when we didn't we didn't know we had a reserve team. Uh, <laughs> so no, you, um, you did have a reserve team. About two. They're all alone. So yeah, I I get rid of him. I don't see any point really in keeping him. Uh, the other one is um, Michi Batshuayi. He's Ooh. given us. He's given us some. He's given us some good memories. I don't think he's ever going to be good, like good enough to be the guy that you'd ever go. You know, we lead, lead him to go forward. His stock, the stock on him is still fairly high. That you could get, you know, twenty, twenty-five million at least for him. And um, yeah, I just think it's unfair to keep expecting him to sit on the bench because he's, you know, and plus if we've got Werner and Abraham, then. He's gone. I, you know, I'm presuming that Giroud is not going to. I know he's signed an extension to keep playing this season, but I presume he's not going to stay. Um, and then the third guy I get rid of is Emerson Palmieri, um, just a sub sub left back. Um, I don't think we. I don't think we need him. I think uh, I'm going to. You'll you'll see in a minute. I'm going to sign another left back, which is partly the reason why he's going. Um, it's not Ronaldo, is it? But uh, no, it's so not you Ronaldo. Marcus Alonso, who's older. So yeah, so my reasoning behind getting rid of him and not Alonso is, I think that if, um, firstly, I I I think Alonso, while probably not, you know, he's obviously got his issues. He's quite slow. He's not the best defensively. He his goals. He he scores about eight or nine goals a year, which which is very under like sort it's got, of. It's got two against us. Yeah, it's, absolutely, absolute crackers as well. 
And I, I think it's funny, especially in a, in, a, in a season that we've had this season where we really have struggled for, and, and last season as well, when goal scorers, ever since Diego Costa left, have been a big issue for us. You really begin to appreciate these players who come up with eight or nine goals. I mean, getting as much as William is getting. And that's, you know, it says a lot about, about Alonso. And um, I, I would keep him for his goals, and I, but I'd also keep him for the fact that if you wanted, I wouldn't play a five at the back with wing-backs. But if you ever wanted to switch to that formation, I think he can he can do that, uh, and is a better prospect for that than than um, Emerson. Um, but yeah, going on to the um, the people that I'd sign. If if we'd have done this six months ago, Hakim Ziyech would have been absolutely number one for me. I'm so pleased we've signed him. I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, I, I still can't believe you signed him. Yeah. You've done that so That's quickly and quietly as well. Though. Yeah, really. Yeah. I was just, I, yeah, so surprised no one else. It's, I would uh, love to know if other teams went in for him and if not, why? <clears throat> why not? Like, how have Chelsea somehow Yeah, signed people him? have seen him playing like very yeah. well for Ajax and just like, without any competition yeah. or without, without it being like, oh, you know, it's down between Chelsea and United or Chelsea and whoever. It's like you've just got yeah. him. And, got him. and and the price was it wasn't like we yeah. blew them out of the war like with a price million? that they couldn't accept I think it was, four, I think it was four, 35 or 40 million or something yeah. <laughs> and it was like okay because yeah you're right if, if we'd have gone in with like 80 million fair enough that, get, that deal gets done quickly but you're right we got him for bloody cheap um, I think maybe the fact that A he's he's not old by any stretch but the fact maybe he, because he's 27 people think you, you're only getting one sort of contract out of him and also He's got a bit of a question mark about his sort of, um, you know, he's a he's a bit of a kind of maverick type, a bit of a not a, not a bad boy, but you know, I think he gets into trouble a bit and stuff like that. And, you know, not not off the pitch, but you know, what I'm saying he's you know he's can be quite rash and stuff. Maybe that's put people off. Um, who knows? But um, but yeah. Anyway, um, first thing, well, I've already said I'm going to get a left back, and yeah, I mean, Grimaldo, I, Grimaldo, I, I looked at. I, I, the one I, the one I kind of want, but I, I think is probably unrealistic. Egby's already shaking his head. If you say uh, who I think, <laughs> I kind of want, but I, I'm not choosing him because I think that it would just be unrealistic. But if it's possible, oh, I would love it so much, David Alaba. Um, just was that who you think I was going to say? No, no. <laughs> oh, Ben Chilwell. No, no, no. We could get Ben Chilwell. Come on. Yeah, you could get Ben Chilwell for like eighty million. <laughs> It's just that, uh, like Alaba, because he's you know he's playing centre back at the moment, and 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 or sometimes on the wing for them to cover for Alfonso Davis, and um, you know you may just find he's spent ten years at Bayern now. You may just find he you know, apparently he want, if he's going to leave, he's going to go to like Barcelona or Madrid or something, and I don't think we'd stand a chance. But yeah. if it was possible, I'd love to, love to do it. Um, but I, I don't think it is. Um, the guy I'd get is Alex Tellers. Yeah. Um, I considered there's a few, you know, Grimaldo, Tagliafico, Chilwell, all potentials. Um, but I think in terms of like Tellez is, is the, we've often had like left backs. We've had left backs before we put Azpilicueta at left back. And it was like, obviously, because he's right footed, very, very good, solid defensively, but not, doesn't really offer much going forward on the, on the left foot. And then you've had people like Marcus Alonso offers a lot going forward, but a bit, a bit suspect going back. I think he's a good, a good balance with that. He's got a hell of a left foot. He's a great like crosser. Um, pretty sure he takes a set pieces as well. For <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I was waiting. 
But uh, the only the only thing is, I think PSG are, are big into him, and I think that he's he's probably going to go there. But I, I wouldn't. Why him that. over like Ronaldo? Just just because I think that. Um, it's, Sorry, it's, Ash. I'm trying to get other teams to do your. <laughs> yeah, because okay. Ronaldo Spurs is hashtag confirmed. All right. I I think I think he's. It's a. It's a put it very basically I just think he's a better player than Grimaldo I think he's better better defensively I think Grimaldo is a better kind of um, you know zippy wing back getting up and down but I think Tellez's left foot is better you know I think that and that sort of sort of <laughs> I don't want to coin it this way because it doesn't deserve to be but the kind of Reese James-esque early crossing is the, is the team that I want us to be and if you've got him on one side doing it and then Alex Tellez on the other um but I think, you know, if, if it was Grimaldo, I'd be happy with Grimaldo. Similarly, Tagliafico. But, but I, uh, yeah, I just think Teles stood out for me. In terms How old of, is Tagliafico? Tagliafico, 25? I'm sure he's like 28. 28? Not really sure. I'm, I'm and again, oh, I, am, I am guessing. I'm still not sure about Chilwell, who it looks like we're going to get. But again, I mean, I think you, you're probably paying more than anyone on that list, apart from possibly David Allen. 27, yes. 27. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not sure about about Chilwell. So yeah, I, I would go with um, I would go with Tellers. Um, I would then I would then go for a centre back. Obviously, Upi came up, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, but I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go for him. And the reason why the reason why I just because I, I I've been thinking all week about about this and. Pla- Planning all week, and I've been umming and ahhing, and I literally didn't put fully decide until last night what my three were going to be. Um, the reason why I didn't go for Upamecano is I just I was slightly worried about the risk factor of him potentially being a little bit too raw, and just kind of felt like it's kind of the same reason why I'm slightly put off by by Koulibaly, like very big physical presence, very you know, and and good on the ball. But I just I just kind of had this inkling inkling in my body that I was just like, ah, oh, if I, I was. I remember I was watching um, highlights of him against. I think it was by um, Dortmund rather, and there was a couple of times when he he made a. Um, he I think he made a, he made a mistake midway through the first half, and the next four or five times the ball came up. He looked very sort of frazzled and stuff. I know he's young and and whatever, but it, it, I just just made me think he you know could he be one of these guys that you spend a load of money on and doesn't quite go right because of you know. It, just doesn't quite you know take needs a bit of time to settle or whatever um i mean there was a few there was a few there's a bubakar kamara at marseille uh, marseille yeah. i mean again similar similar sort of similar sort of thing good on French. the ball but <laughs> but yeah i was i was sort yeah. of thinking you know again what you want exactly French. you want someone who who is both you know physical presence but also really good on the ball and then I was thinking, you want somebody who you, the risk factor of coming in straight away and really being, um, you know, uh, fitting in well is 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 low risk. And there, and to be honest, there was only one person that I could think. And again, I don't necessarily think it's that realistic. And I would feel free to tell me that this is this is something we couldn't do. But I will give you the reasons for why I think we could do it. Um, but yeah, the name I settled on was Joe Gomez. Now, obviously. I don't think that it's, you know, something that is likely to happen at all. But I just thought that, you know, he so he's been at, he's been at Liverpool for four or five years now. Joel, mm-hmm. Joel, Joel Matip is not 
old by any stretch. Joel Matip's only like 28. Joel Matip, if, if Klopp has decided that Matip is his partner with Van Dijk, then Joe Gomez is staying as number three for a few years. And, you know, if, if, you, get to the, if you get to the end of this season or the end of next season and he's won the Prem and he's won the Champions League with Liverpool and he's not going any further in the team, you've got you to get first team somewhere, bro. Uh, and the fact that Liverpool, supposedly the reason for Liverpool not going back in for Werner is a, an apparent worry about the transfer market and not having enough money to, or not being able to justify spending that amount of money on somebody who's probably going to be rotation for them. Then throw 50, 60 million at them for us, for their third choice seven back. Would they take it? Maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't want to sell to a rival, but I don't think it's, again, feel free to, feel free to, uh, Hit that one back. He would oh, not yeah. sell Joe Gomez. I've, I've got him in FM. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you would Tottenham, Roger. I just think if, if you because I I think he's he's got that he got that experience. He's he knows the Premier League and all that sort of stuff. Um, very good, very good on the ball. Very composed. Also pretty physical. Um, I don't know. I I, I as I say, I, I don't to suspect this is anything that would happen in real life. But I think if, if you went to Gomez with the, you know, look, come on, you're not getting a Liverpool's team, come to ours, you'll be the, st- you'll be the star. See, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, a, a, I'm not, not doubting you, Harry. I, I, I feel like he's, <laughs> I think you're he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's playing for Liverpool. He, he is, but he's not. He's, he's, he's very regular he's, played for Liverpool this season. I will say that, because I know Matip's been injured. I know but exactly. Has. I'll be surprised if he's not partnering Van Dijk next by the start of next season. In the sense that they're like you, you and Van Dijk, Klopp's like you and Van Dijk are going to be my starting centre backs. I think I think you've got it spot on in the type of defender and the type of players. I think that's the type of player you should Mm. definitely go for. He's he's played nineteen matches and started fourteen of them. Yeah, I mean. I, I again, I think. I mean, I know, I know, like, I know the yeah. season's not over, but that, I know that is less than half a season. But I, I, and and Dave, I, 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 to your point, I think that was my perception of it. I, I thought when Matip was was playing regularly, obviously, I thought it was oh, it's because because Joe Gomez got injured for about a year, didn't he? And he and he spent a load of time out, and I thought, oh, it's just because you know it's one of those things. Matip's been in the team; you just don't want to bring him out. But it's gone on now for. But I mean, I'm sure they all get all get games in the same way that you can argue um, for Kaya to, I'm, I, I don't have the figures to hand, but I bet you for Kaya Tomori has as many um, appearances or similar amount of, yeah, check it out, similar amount of appearances as Joe Gomez. But for Kaya Tomori is not a, an established, yep, you're in the team every week. And then who, there's a difference between that. And Who would be your starting centre-back then alongside Joe Gomez? Rudiger. Rudiger. He, he started more. Tomori started. Kaya Tomori started, yeah. Well, there you he go. started it's, one more game. And I can tell you as a Chelsea fan, Tamori is not. I mean, I'm not saying he's he's ousted, but he's not. He's not first. He's not like you know. There's a difference between being a rotated centre back, and you're the you, you know you're the guy. Van and Van Dijk exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's also difficult because we've got a couple. You know, we've obviously got Tamori. He's got a bit of a bit of time on his hands. Zuma and Christensen, my. My patience with both is beginning to run from <laughs> Christensen. I'm so disappointed with Christensen, man. Yeah. Like he could have been exactly the kind of person that I'm buying Joe Gomez for. Like I, I want him to be that. But guy. then I feel like he'll go to like a Christian yeah. move to like a Gladbach yeah. and then he'll become like yeah. a 
Yeah, he'll go to the Bundesliga and he'll and be he'll amazing. Bayern also in Bayern. Jerome Bertang. Man City will spend 90 million on him in two <laughs> and then we'll look like an idiot. But yeah, he, yeah he just doesn't, doesn't, look, doesn't look confident enough at the moment. I think going back to the Joe Gomez thing, I feel that if this state of affairs continues for like two, three seasons where yeah. Joe Matip, he's still like the number one centre-back alongside Van Dijk and, yeah. and Joe Gomez hasn't, he's been playing like a handful of games, then I'd be mm. like, you know what, that's probably a more realistic time frame but at this yeah. current moment I think it's a bit unrealistic you, you might be right in a sense that I think as I say I, I, it was my, always my perception that Gomez was intended to be Van Dyke's partner though, but, but it, yeah as you say if, if, this, if this goes on and like by the start of next season he's still third choice I'm not saying they'd, they'd allow him to leave in Jan but it'd be the kind of time when I'd start making moves I'd be like right January yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get in his ear I mean he's, a, he's an England international now as well yeah, so he's got to think about that as well. Obviously, World yeah. Cup, World Cup around the corner. You want to be starting, but I mean, he's getting. I mean, he's got the Euros, Euros next year. World Cup the year after. Is yeah. how it's going to pan out. Yeah. Did I mean, you have a backup? Uh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it was probably it was probably going to be from Makano or, or or I mean, possibly you know, like Zagadou or something. Zagadou, do do. I do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've, I mean, we've got options. I, I'm not particularly. I think if I couldn't get the person that I wanted, I probably wouldn't be too yeah. adamant on getting a centre back. We've got Ampadu to come back, even though he's barely played for Leipzig. Yeah, gosh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, but anyway, um, and then lastly, I would get I would get a winger. Um, to be honest, I was looking around the world and I was thinking, no one, no one is standing out like in terms of, you know, there's obviously Jaden Sancho is a possibility. I, I don't think we'd get him, nor would I want to spend 100 million to get him. Um, my argument was that I think I still don't quite know exactly where Hakim Ziyech is going to play. I imagine he's going to fit in somewhere on that right wing, but he's 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 not a not a winger. He's a you know, so he might, but he might be number ten. Essentially, in my head. I'm presuming that Pedro is going. I'm also presuming, for the sake of the fact that there's still no news, William's going as well. You know, in my head, at least he goes. So, in my head, that leaves me with three wingers, which, again, if you count Ziyech in terms of positionally, he's, he's going to at least start, start there. Ziyech, Pulisic, and, or Pulisic, and then Hudson-Odoi. So, I just need one, one more, basically, to balance it out. And I figured... You still, you still could have very good players, certainly in Pulisic and possibly in Hudson Odoi. Although you guys know my my feelings about Hudson Odoi, I'm not a massive fan. But I think it's probably we can probably survive without having to go full blown for a, for a great, you know, world class winger. Just given that I think Ziyech's going to play every week, and then if one of Pulisic or Hudson Odoi is playing well, that's enough to to to, to be okay. So with that in mind. I want someone who's, it'd be harsh on him, but I want someone to come back who's basically going to be a backup and he's also going to be cheap. And that's Jeremy Berger. Hey, so buyback buy back clause of 13 million. Um, I just think, again, it, it would be, it, he's, you know, he's, he's obviously gone to Sassuolo. He's, he's, doing, he's doing okay there by all, by all reports. I don't think he's blown them away. But um, I just think that you can get a cheap option to have uh, to have a winger fit that fit that groove, um, you know. I think if if Hudson Odoi wasn't the player that you think he was, you know, I think in a year or two you could even sell him and basically if you kind of big big him up a little bit, get 
50, 60 million from someone for him and then go out and use that money to spend on a winger who's, who's better. But I think I'm just looking for squad depth here. And I think, I think Berger could, could play, as I say, I don't think Ziyech is going to have that wing role. So if you wanted to have, you know, if, if William Pedro were gone, I think you'd, you'd still get him, get him plenty of game time. But I think um, for 13 million, man, like he's not, you know, he's for a sub winger. That's not, that's not too bad. But you don't tell him that. You tell him he's probably going to start. <laughs> what would your starting eleven be then, Kaz? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, again, similarly to, to how I felt with the with the wingers and centre backs, in that I'm going to give them another year to to decide. I felt that way about Kepa. I was thinking potentially get a new keeper, but I, I think give it a, give it another year, maybe even two. I don't think he's necessarily demonstrated that he's not going to be good enough. He's certainly given given us a bit of worries. Anyway, Kepa and goal. Um, oh, blimey. Right back's difficult, isn't it? I'd still go as Piliqueta for the moment. And in my in my thing, Gomez, Rudiger and uh, Alex Tellez. And then this is the thing. I, I, I really, I genuinely don't know what shape I'd do because you guys know I'm a Ruben Loftus-Cheek fanboy. And I would I would start him, but I'm also a you know Angelo Cante's bloody good, but I think Loftus Cheek works better in a in a would work better in a three. Angelo Cante work better in a two. I don't know, man, because Cante's not a holder. I mm. he needs okay. like a command beside him, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, what about Jorginho? Well, this is this is so Jorginho again. Like I, I'm sort of of the belief that you can't have a team that's fit for Jorginho and Kante at the same time. I don't think they play the same position. That's not what I'm saying. But I think if you... I know what you mean. Yeah. Jorginho, Jorginho works as the sitting one in a three, like a Regista type. And Kante, Kante doesn't really... He's, I mean, he can, he can do it, but he's, he's, his best function is in a two, um, like a sort of shuttler. And I think if you have... If you have a three, you don't get the best out of Kante. If you have a two, you don't get the best out of Jorginho. So I don't really think they're suited. Who would you say is more important here? Well, Kante. I mean, I think Jorginho was was as much as I think he's he's very he's good at what he does. We don't play we don't play the Sari way anymore. Um, Have you got Kovacic still, or was he just on loan? Yeah, no, we bought him bought him out right. Um, yeah, we've got a hell of a lot of depth. Kovacic, Mount, Barkley, Loftus Cheeks now back. Um, I mean, again, you know, not a centre midfielder, but Ziyech can fill that space if you want to. Billy and, Gilmore and now. Billy and Billy Gilmore, you know. So, um, I, I don't, I can't answer you with with what my exact shape of midfield would be, but it, but it would probably be three or you know, a, a somewhere with you know, I'd certainly have Loftus Cheek in there because I think yes, obviously, I think certainly having Gordo Kanti in there, and then some form of either. Jorginho, Kovacic, Mount. I don't really know what composition you want. I, I'm waiting to see what system he plays. Because I mean, like, we, why? I don't really understand why we're linked with Kai Havertz. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, he looks like a very good player. But where is he going to play? Start. No, I'm not yeah. saying he won't get in the team, but what? 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 We don't need to strengthen. <laughs> Maybe you've just got an excess of funds. So, <laughs> while while no one else, you've got all this money because you haven't. Spent got an in. offshore account somewhere. So while no one else is paying any money for any players, you're just trying to get the best players to get an edge. Maybe we've got some form of like currency that's like expires in July and it's like we have to just, just chuck it somewhere quickly. Like we have to spend it. 
Um, I, I, I don't think Kai Havertz would be a bad acquisition for anyone. If I'm honest. No, he looks very good. I, but I think he could get into any team. I, I've, I say this not to cause a reaction, but but again, because you will you will laugh at me, but then eat your words later. I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek does the job that he would do. And <laughs> man's, man's a Loftus-Cheek fan. Um, Did you have signed then um, up front if... Well, if Chelsea hadn't signed... Team it's a good, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, again, I, I slightly w- would have wanted to think, because, I, again, I thought about those things for a few days. Um, no, I, I would have liked to th- think about it for a while. But there's... Oh, I mean, I, I would... I, again, you know my opinion on Werner. I'm not a massive, massive fan, but I, but I, I probably would have been okay with having him. But, I like, I, I like... I like um, Inter Milan's Martinez, but I don't know whether a we'd be able to get him, or b whether you know they don't want to sell unless it's hundred million plus. I think he wants to go to Barcelona. Mm. Um, I really like Luka Jovic a year ago. I don't know whether his form is busted or not. I don't know, but would I still take a chance on him? Maybe. There's no great sort of absolute nailed on he's the guy that everybody wants apart from you know the possible exception of Martinez in Europe at the moment in terms of available strikers and I guess Werner but yeah I, I'm I'm happy with I'm content with Werner um but um but yeah I just I just want to know what flipping system we're going to play it'll be really interesting I don't you know we're getting all these attacking players and it just feels like strange where they're all going to fit in but no I'm not saying he doesn't have a plan do you think some parts <laughs> say <laughs> So yeah, go do you think he may still be experimenting with the system he wants to play? Yeah, he's not been managing. One slight worry I had was, yeah, I don't think he settled properly on a system last year. I think he tried. I, I, I don't necessarily oh, this think year. he's <laughs> sorry this year. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a one system guy, but I think that you know, possibly because he knew he was going to be be doing a lot of team building, maybe he you know was still experimenting with things. But I think you have a much clearer idea after these transfers come in, about the way he wants to play. Uh, do, you, do, you also, do you think the arrival of Ziyech and Werner would disturb the, the relatively good seasons that Mason Mount and Sammy Abraham have been having? Depends. It depends how, how we play. I mean, as you say, if, if it, Werner's probably not going to be a lone striker in which he might, he might link the two up in a two. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, I wouldn't be that worried about it with Abraham because I don't think he's the I don't think he's the answer. Um, Mason Mount, it would be unfortunate to to see him, you know, drop out of the team. But at the same yeah. time, I think his his ability to press really well uh, and and high energy sort of thing will see him get enough enough games. And I think midfield is the one position where you really do rotate, not just in terms of who starts, but you you bring subs on all the time. And I think that. Over the course of a season, even if you're not starting in that midfield, you're going to get plenty of plenty of minutes, especially if you, you know win the Champions League and stuff. But would, do you think it not maybe knock his confidence that he's not if he wasn't Frank Lampard's golden boy anymore? I, mean. I I don't know. I I think I think you've got to trust that players understand the high levels of competition at, at, at the top level of football. And I think if you're if if you need protection and no people challenging your position, then then you're not fit to. Yeah, to I mean, you see, Frank Lampard's a great example. I mean, Frank Lampard improved a hell of a lot when Abramovich brought in all these Verons and and all these players to 
game out of the team, he really came on and, and became a much better player, probably because he had that competition around him. And I think it's always a always a good, always a healthy thing, isn't it? The competition. Yeah. And just a final transfer roundup for you for Chelsea. The outgoings, Danny Drinkwater, Mitchy Batshuayi and Emerson Palmieri. And coming in, Alex Tellez, Jeremy Boga and Joe Gomez. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast. Feel free to let us know how much you disagree with everything that we've just said and talked about. Uh, or feel free to let us know where you'd improve. How, which signings would you have made instead of the ones we made for each individual club? So feel free to uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at Edge of the Box Pod and we'll see you in the next week we'll see you on Twitter we'll see you online we might see, even see you in the street who knows thanks so much for tuning in bye bye